I want to make an impact in you, so you know what to do. Come on and make that pledge and listen. Living on the edge. Living on the edge. Living on the edge. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Badass Podcast, Living on the Edge. I'm your host, the original Chronic Badass, and today we are with Zainab Jogi, also known as Z, the, a two-times Guinness Book of Record holder, speaker, and founder of Z Defence Academy. Z, welcome. Hi, thank you. It's fantastic to have you here and everything, and uh, what we, obviously we have spoke about what we're going to talk about today. A little bit different to the show, we usually talk about conditions and how people go on from there, but what we talk about a little bit different is a bit about race, uh, gender, spirituality, and how that can impact and how you can still move forward from those things. So what we want to talk about first is a little bit about you, you know, what is, what is the Defence Academy? Yeah, so um, we initially started a couple of years ago and um, it, it, it evolved from just doing some voluntary work for a local gym. And then we wanted to set up something for like the women in the community. So we decided, you know, to, to well, I decided to excel, excel my skills, uh, to learn a little bit more about self-defense and martial arts. And we set up like a little community project and that's how it all started. So it was just a conversation in a coffee shop. So what is it that the Defense Academy does? So we started initially offering sort of martial arts and self-defense sessions and we've evolved massively, especially during COVID. We did a lot of questionnaires to understand what the community wanted. So now we're providing a holistic approach um, for individuals to improve their health well-being mentally, physically. So we do things like outdoor activities, um, walking, hiking. Uh, We've got educational sessions. We do workshops, self-defense sessions, physical activities. So we're providing a little bit of everything just to improve your well-being. I know, that's great. So are you a qualified? Yes, definitely. So I've got four different disciplines, self-defense instructor, Muay Thai kickboxing, boxing, um, and also a a civilian Krav Maga instructor. And I'm recently just been qualified as a wrestling instructor as well oh wow yeah wow. that's something new <coughs> uh, and hopefully that will um that will be showcased the next couple of months no oh, that's amazing so what we wanted to do is maybe uh, obviously that is amazing uh, off that but and there's no getting around the the elephant in the room you are a, a muslim woman uh, which in a lot of people would think that would be difficult in what you're actually doing some yes. people uh, and everything so maybe if we go back to the beginning of how you that actually managed to get started and any sort of issues that you had because of those particular reasons. Yeah. And if there have been any issues. Oh, there's been it. many. <laughs> Life's full of difficulties, but it's how you overcome them, which is mm. the important part. So, yeah, I started at the age of 15. I think for me, when I was young, I was just like, you know, a bit hormonal, um, slight anger issues and just being the teenagers, you know, just wanted to sort of focus on something positive. I remember my friend telling me mm. to come to this Thai boxing gym and I was like, what is that? And yeah. I remember turning up and seeing like punch bags and all this sort of stuff. And that's where my journey started. And I um, developed my sort of uh, sporting career and um, within Muay Thai kickboxing for about 12 years, uh, volunteered and really supported, you know, women um, get fit and healthy and strong. But before I knew it, it became like an addiction and like a really big passion. But then it became part of my life and I couldn't live without it. It was like something that just, it's like a magnet that just kept drawing me to it. Yeah. I think for me, it was more the discipline and it gave me the strength to be able to just release all the negative energy as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you have any like um, negatives from going to the gym, being a, a woman in the gym? You know, I'm not saying, you know, 
off that. But uh, yeah, I mean, though. as you know, with mixed martial arts, it's a very male-dominated sport. 80-90% is male, so mm. there was a lot of stigma around it, and I sort of became part of the furniture, and it was just like, oh, she's just here, um, you know, and. And people did used to look at me different. When I used to spar with some of the men, it, you know, they did used to go heavy, right. um, as example, you know, um, even though you're not meant to, but they did just to show that they are more, and you know, feel more powerful compared to a woman. But what I believe is technique, and that's how yes. I used to get them back. <laughs> <laughs> so what other issues did you um, have regarding um, doing, it, doing the stuff you were doing? I think it's more the culture side as well, mm. because women don't participate in a lot of sports. And I mean, you know, currently in the last sort of five years, things have evolved, things have changed. But we're talking 15 years ago yeah. when I was a teenager, life was very different then. There was a lot of racism in general um, and a, a lot of like culture aspects. You know, people used to pick up on things. So I, I had it all. Um, and for me, I think that, you know, the discipline of the sport made me strong. And that's the reason why I'm still sort of within that sport. But if I was a weak person I think I would have just given up when people said things to me especially like sort of um cultural um you know strong leaders within the community so I've had to face a lot of stigma and um negativity around oh well you're a woman you know you're meant to be at home you shouldn't be doing this and it's like well you know I need to stay strong I need to stay fit I need to do this for my own health for my future have you found any sort of blocks with the Z Defence Academy from the the male side of, of your religion? Oh, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. guaranteed, yeah. I mean, I've been into conversations mm -hmm. with people who have said, why are you empowering women? Mm. And I'm like, why not? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and, and, and these are the conversations I'm having on a regular basis. And it's, it, you know, I think when I first initially started, it was quite scary. And I remember, like, really being upset and in, it really tearful when I used to come home and speak to my mom. And it was like, why are people not, being happy for us because we're doing something great for the community uh, but it's my mom who's my role model and she supported me and has always said to me do the right thing don't don't listen to the negativity but just do what's right and we're not doing anything wrong we're no. just providing loads of different activities for women yeah do you think that's a a cultural thing that that could potentially be changed over the years or is it is it getting any better? It was definitely getting better. I think I think the difference is religion and mm. culture. Yes. And in our religion, it does state that mm. you can participate in female-only activities. Yeah. But it's the culture, which is, you know, people's mm. perceptions of it. And that's where it, it differentiates. But things are changing. Things are evolving. And I think being in the community and being a role model, uh, showcasing sort of, you know, the work that we do has, has proven to people that it is good for you. And you need to be getting out and, and, and sort of participating in some sort of sort of activity. So you talked about about like having a lot of like you know aggression, anger, and that's how you use the Muay Thai and everything. Um, if you looked at <clears throat> if that wasn't there, where do you think your life would have been? You know, without having that sort of exercise, where do you to think be honest, I can't even imagine. No. <laughs> I think I'd be in trouble somewhere, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Billboard somewhere up, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I, I have always been a bit of a rebel, so I, I don't think I'd be I'd be on this earth to be honest. Yeah. No. <laughs> unfortunate but um so talk about a little bit you've done other martial arts as well yes. so um is it, I mean, am i right in saying you're the only lancashire based muslim kickboxer instructor is that correct? yeah so is in in the specific terms of so-called civilian uh yeah. instructor i'm the one in the only one in the northwest mm. um so i did my training and it was brutal <laughs> yeah. so it was like four days worth of eight hours of training to be able mm. to become qualified but i did have five to six years of sort of self-defense training prior to going on the course. 
So that is definitely something very unique, um, being being an Asian, being a Muslim, and trying to break those cultural stigmas around um, women participating in martial arts as well. Is there a difference between a, a male um, like myself uh, doing the martial arts? I, I did martial arts and Kung Fu when I was younger before for uh, the fireball stuff and everything else. But um, you know, to, as as a Muslim woman, is is there a, is there a big difference in how you approach it? Yeah, I mean, I think when it's naturally always geared around males and it's mm. very dominant sport. Um, and I think being a female, it's you know not a feminine sort of sport. I yeah. think this is why it's quite unique. And I think with me, with my sort of journey and my mother, again, she's been so supportive in allowing me to to do this for so long and never questioned uh, why I was doing it because she could see the the progression of you know uh, and and my mental health getting better. So that's one of the reasons why she said carry on and she's pushed me to to, to where I am now. Mm. Um, now the aim is through the charity is to get more women involved and get more women you know fingers crossed to even get more instructors within yes. this area and 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 lead the way because um, you know we need more of these strong women to come forward mm. and become you know sure that. To, to, to the other genders as well, that, you know, we can do it. This might show my age a little bit, but uh, back in the 80s, I used to watch a lot of martial art films. Yes. And one of my favourite martial artists was Cynthia Rothrock, yeah. uh, who is a female martial artist, and she's amazing. So, you know, seeing women martial artists is just fantastic. So I've never really seen a, an issue too much with that, and you are correct, it is about technique. So if you were, um, you, you talked about, like, the martial arts stuff and everything, and we mentioned at the beginning the the bit at the beginning about you having uh, Guinness Book of Records. Yes. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that and had the, any of the struggles that you had? Oh, that? yes, yeah. yeah. So I think as everybody, mm. um, during COVID, my mental health was severely mm. affected. I think sort of eight months in lockdown, it was mm. like, just went through like a mental breakdown. Um, and I remember speaking to my mom and she was like, what is wrong? And I just couldn't figure out what it was. And she just said to me, she's like, it's because you've not been to the gym. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, because 15 years I've been in, in, in training mm. and not, being able to access like a, a gym, you know, like a, a boxing gloves or some bags or a pad was quite difficult. So I started researching and finding out other challenges um, that I could do. And I just came across the World Highest OCR. So that's the World Highest Obstacle Course Racing. And I was like, oh. So um, I had the meeting with the organisers, Rob and Dave. And um, and I thought, oh, well, it was just mountaineering. So I do like climbing and I have climbed all the sort of, you know, big mountains in the UK. Yeah. But then he said it was a Guinness World Record, and that's when my ears pinged. <laughs> and that's when I was like, right, I want to be involved. So, um, so yeah, the journey was very, very difficult because these were all for professional athletes. Um, so I had to train three months, um, not just your normal endurance, strength, and cardio base. It was more of the altitude training. Now, with it being lockdown and COVID, things were so difficult. So I had to get the, the oxygen sort of machine from, from the altitude center in London and use that, um, you know, to, to get used to the altitude. Um, so three months I trained, uh, two hours a day for six days a week, very, very intense, uh, became an athlete uh, and then went and did the challenge. And um, so what did you actually achieve? What was the, what was the actual record? So it was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, which right. is a freestanding mountain in the world, mm -hmm. um, got to the summit and then went into the crater of this mountain, did the world highest fitness class and the world highest obstacle course. So they had set up the day before 10 different obstacles, things like... Um, uh, balancing beam, sandbag carry, like a high wall, yeah. and you had to do a minimum five to get the Guinness World Record. Mm. Is there a video evidence of this? That oh, can, yes. So if you maybe send us the link and we can post the link so anybody can watch that. Yes, that'd of be, course. It's on brilliant. YouTube, yes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, great. We'll, we'll do that. Um, so what's the other one? 
was the other one. So it's the World Highest Fitness Class was one of them, yep. and then the World Highest Obstacle Course was a second, so that was yeah. two. You've just recently tried a, a third one, is, is that correct? Was attempting to, attempting. yes, yeah. but unfortunately we, could, we didn't have enough funds to, to raise for, um, so it was a similar challenge, but on mm. Everest Base Camp. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, we couldn't have it. We didn't. I didn't raise enough, um, so I just went and did the base camp trek itself. But there's a possibility that you could maybe do that again once. You know, oh yeah. And if people wanted to sponsor you, they could. Yeah, you definitely. So mm. what the plan is as an organisation? I shouldn't be saying this, but mm. anyway. <laughs> Nobody's listening. It's all right. You know? <laughs> so as an organisation, they want to um, go to the seven summits of the mm. world and have mm. obstacle courses on the seven summits. Um, so they've done three. Uh, so they've done Kilimanjaro. Um, they've done the Everest Base Camp, and they're going on to the next one. Um, I think it's Vincent, and then mm. they're going to keep going basically to, to all seven uh, and that will then so each one is a guinness world and then you, if you do all seven then that's also a guinness world record so if you were to do all seven you'd have all seven yeah obviously. that's yeah. correct is that the way you're looking at, uh, at doing it is that something to be honest to yeah i mean it was very very tough um and um yeah there's a lot of training and that there's a lot of costing with the kit and everything as well so if financially you could afford then definitely would be something like a dream come true really and as we talked a little bit about some of the, the issues that you've had, um, what's been the biggest issue that you've actually had to face with B&Z Academy and maybe yourself in, in these things you've achieved? I think it's um, being, a, being a woman participating in sport in general, whether mm. it's hike or whether it's walking, because... What a lot of people, um, I mean, you know, religion is very important and I do follow religion very, very closely. Um, but one of the things that people need to realise is that there's differences. So as an example, um, when you do have a male figure in your family, whether it's a dad, an uncle, a father, a brother, they tend to take control of situations like looking after your vehicle or taking you away abroad. But when you don't have that male figure, that's somebody like myself then you you feel you feel like you're suppressed by by leaders and they tell you you can't do things but why should that be if i don't have any male figure in my life that doesn't mean i should stop doing what i'm doing and that's one of the reasons why uh, you know the the charity came along but also me doing these massive challenges is to showcase to people that even though you have your religion on one side that you can still go out and participate in extreme sports and general just you know get active uh, you necessarily don't have to be controlled or suppressed by men in any means. So you've worked with a number of different women yes. uh, and everything that have also had the same sort of, of issues. You have. Um, how's it been with them? Have they? Have you seen a change in in the way that they've been from? how they were when they started to how they are now and oh definitely oh my god it's been it, the journey when we when people come to us and the journey from where they were just after one activity the smiles and the faces the feedback that we get it's amazing and that journey just proves that that what we're doing it works uh, but we need to do it more consistently and for longer term hopefully you say something about um obviously we've talked outside so when i say this i'm like i don't remember that in the clip um uh, about a um, a wheelchair martial artist correct yeah, tell, yes. tell us about her so um i got approached on facebook by a lady called farah and mm. she's in a wheelchair and she does martial arts and she's wow. actually um you know hopefully looking at you know becoming an instructor of mm. some sort um so i went to meet her went for some dinner and she was lovely and and again you know she was able but then she became obviously you know disabled in in a wheelchair and mm. she's now also trying to sort of break those cultural stigmas where you know you can be with a physical disability and be able to participate in sport wow. if it's a passion and it's something that you enjoy then you can so that is another project that hopefully will be releasing out is to provide 
physical sports for people with either mental or physical disabilities. Wow, no, that, that is amazing. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to meet her at some point. That would be that'd be amazing. So we've talked a little bit about the past and things like that and everything. Um, where where are you at the moment? What's going on right now? So at the moment we are, you know, we're, we're quite um, successful. We right. are, you know, sort of looking at different funding parts. We are delivering loads of different activities. Uh, we've got different like, from youth activities to adults to the elderly. So we, we, we're really progressing in delivering a variety of different services. Uh, and for Any us, examples? Yes. Yeah. So we have a, a Let's Learn project. So mm-hmm. that's an educational workshops for health, fitness, well-being, trying to b- build more confidence, etc. We've also got a Youth Can, which is our youth project. So that's between 10 and 20 years old. So And, and that is hopefully going to be led by the youth volunteers, and that's more physical, indoor, outdoor, um, and well-being. Uh, so mentoring, coaching within that as well. Um, our self-defense is our baby, and that's the yes. key to, to, to who we are. Um, and uh, we've also, with our self-defense courses, had um, been approached by Uclan University, and we've right. just recently done some research around it as well on how it, it helps. So it's, we've got some evidence base around that as well. Um, we've also done an NHS core production, which um, you were real so involved in. Um, yeah, in the <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that project as well is for people within 40 and 60 years old going through menopause and trying to help them through that. We've got a bit of Sport England funding just to help people through physical activity. So we are massively growing and we want to educate and help. So engage, educate and empower women um, and, and try to get them out of their comfort zones. Wow, wow. Um, so, um, if somebody wanted to get it, is this all around the Blackburn area? This is no, we're actually northwest, north-west so we are travelling right? quite far out now. Yeah, because we've sort of done over fifty to sixty projects in Blackburn, mm. so we we are still delivering stuff there. But we want to sort of reach other communities and other other vulnerable areas and 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 those deprived areas that need our support and help. So we are sort of expanding now. So, if somebody uh, was watching this video and they said, "Yo, I'd love to reach out and see." what's going on where where you're going to be over these next couple oh. of weeks months and things like that we're everywhere, <laughs> everywhere yeah. events coming up is what I mean so um, we've got a couple of different events uh, we are looking in the next couple of months to do a conference um, mm-hmm. around health health and well-being and provide sort of taster sessions with the different martial arts that we do right. but also in general um, you know uh, health and well-being mm. so that's something that we are looking into but I mean we are on all the social media and our website um, you know where you can sort of view all our achievements um, all the projects that we've done and then signing up process as well yeah. and if you want a sponsor of course you know, yes. always looking for sponsors yes definitely <laughs> everything. so it obviously we've, we've talked a lot a lot of different things and everything so if you had any tips for anybody who's going through similar things that you've been through yourself what, what would you what would you say to that young 15 year old that's what do I do don't be scared and just take that step if I didn't go to that Thai boxing gym when I was younger, I wouldn't be where I am today. And have listened to people and get the support that you need. A lot of people are suffering at the moment. But one thing they're scared of is talking. And I believe that when you talk to each other or anybody, that could be your neighbour. And if you are feeling a bit embarrassed and you don't want to speak to your family, there's many, many organisations like ourselves out there that can help. So always you know, respect yourself and look after yourself and just talk to people, get out, get into the nature, go for a walk, do something, whether it's reading a book or journaling or, you know, um, going for a walk, you know, do Mm. something for five minutes a day. That's all we ask. But then keep building it up in time and then you will soon start seeing that passion and that drive and that will become your thing. Oh, that's uh, brilliant. I really appreciate that. And I I really want to thank, you know, Z for for being here. Um, 
the Defence Academy. Links will be in the description. Um, absolutely brilliant charity. You definitely need to be involved, sponsorship and everything else. Um, definitely be over there. Um, and that's what I want to talk about, is, is, is all about different types of things that we're going to be talking about over this show, over the next couple of months, uh, hopefully longer. And we're going to talk about like different elements. We talked about race. We're going to talk about gender. We're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about different things that it's that you can still achieve. You can still do amazing things. It doesn't matter where you start from. It matters where you end. And that's what's the most important thing to look at. So what I want to say to you is thank you for being here. And again, Z, absolutely amazing. Always, thank you. you know, brilliant. I really appreciate everybody for being here today. And so like, subscribe, comment. Let us know how, what you think. And remember, you can be sick, but still have a bit of badass sick life. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want to make an impact in you so you know what to do. Come on and make that pledge. And listen, living on the edge. Living on the edge. Living on the edge.